You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy podcast, episode number six. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Covone, with 20 years experience on my back climbing the corporate ladder. And I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom to help you achieve success both at work and in life. Are you ready to create your own success story? Then let's dive in. Good afternoon, good morning, everyone. I'm so excited about today's episode. We have Eva Offermans. Um, she's Dutch, so I'm gonna for sure say her name wrongly. We'll ask her to say her name properly. Um, and today we're gonna be talking about um, how to go about your job if you are either follow or you're looking for a new job, what are we going to do about um, finding uh, your new path and your new way if you need or if you, if you want to? Hi, so my name is Eva Offermans. Thanks for having me, Clara. Um, I'm indeed Dutch. And uh, this year, in 2020, I started my own business, Golden Ovo Coaching and Placement, uh, here in New York, where I've been living for the past four years. And uh, the reason that I started that business was because after 15 years in recruitment, across industries in different countries, I felt that the process is broken and almost always for the talent that is searching for a new job, it is very painful. So I wanted to address that. I wanted to transform the industry, put talent more in the driver's seat of their careers uh, and help them maximize themselves professionally and in the end also in life. So um, what I've done is I started a coaching business, basically a dual business. Part of it is coaching where I work with individuals and I really help them work around that system. So um, use not the traditional methods like applying online, but different ways, new ways of putting themselves out there, make them stand out from the crowd and really find different ways of connecting with leaders that they want to work for and, and get them placed basically is the goal. And then on the other side, I do also work with companies um, and I select companies on a few criteria. Uh, criteria that are would I want to work for them do I align with their values their mission their vision and the leadership would I want to literally I ask myself the question would I want to work for this hiring manager and if the answer to that question is yes um, I work with them and I help them fill their roles so it's a very complementary business individual talent based and then working for companies helping them fill their roles uh, and that's the only way um, for me to also really be an extension of the team of the company that I work for and being a true ambassador is by selecting them based on values. So that's my business. I'm so fascinated. And we're going to be talking about values a little later on here. Um, but I think it's so interesting that you really use your values to select and screen your customers. You're not just jumping on anything just because, oh my God, I want money, I want business. But you're really selecting, you're really purposeful. I think it's, this is so, so noble. And the other thing I'd like you to elaborate a little bit more before we jump into the topic, which is really about you know, the fact that you are the only headhunter that I know that actually takes the part of the of the individual, of the professionals, and you really empower them, right? Do you want to a little bit elaborate on that? Yeah, that's literally the why of my business. That's uh, all those years in recruiting I've seen. So I work both in agencies on the external side. I also work in-house uh, for different corporate we worked together some years ago in, in Switzerland mm -hmm. and always the consistent theme that I saw was that 
um, talent is almost an afterthought in the process, right? It's all about filling that role, having that job description, finding someone that fits exactly those criteria, which is not the way for nobody. It's not the right way to attract talent. And often it, it causes a very bad experience for the talent. So that is literally why I started my business. I felt so strongly about that. And most recruiters, it makes sense because most recruiters focus on the companies because they work for the companies because they are paid by the companies, right? But I have found since I really follow that dream of mine and that, that purpose that actually business is coming to me because I believe if you, if you really focus on value alignment and focus on doing the right thing, um, things happen for you. So, so I'm running a commercial business, obviously, but I really try to do the right thing as well and put the talent in the driver's seat. And because I have all that experience on the other side in recruiting, and I know how resumes are being reviewed, I know how talent is being assessed, um, I can really coach the talent to differentiate themselves. Really, really fascinating. Um, we're going to make sure we'll, we'll put all the reference uh, for the, the listeners to find you in the show notes so, so they can come Thank and check you out. I think it's, uh, it's really great what you're doing. Thank you. So, so today we want to talk about um, in case you lost your job, in case you, you, know, you are wondering, am I going in the right path? How do I do about it? How, what do I do about it? Um, so, and I think in this particular situation that we're all living with COVID-19 now in, in summer 2020, um, I think this is more uh, true for, for so many people than ever, right? Absolutely. Yeah, COVID-19 has shaken the world and more people than ever are unemployed, find themselves unemployed. Uh, um, that's something that can always happen, but people do not really um, count on it, right? So, so people often don't network, don't keep their skills relevant to the market. They find themselves, they think of themselves as safe, but more people than ever have been laid off and find themselves unemployed. Um, on the other hand, it's also forced us to be home. Most of us in the world has forced us to be home and, and confined. And I find that many people have taken that opportunity to really rethink and reprioritize about what they want to do in the world, how they want to make an impact. And so I also find that those that have not been laid off, the, the lucky ones that, that are still um, good where they are, they might re want to reconsider their path and their career. So it's definitely a very relevant timing to discuss all this. For some people, it's an absolute need to find a job. For others, it might be something that they really want to do to, to feel better. Yeah, so you have people that have been already laid off, but there is a lot of yeah. people that are very anxious, right? So I think Absolutely. it's important to understand how is this anxiety, how is this fear impacting how you live today, and how can we help those individuals to just let go of that fear and be the best self they can without just Absolutely. projecting you know their fear in the future um but really taking the fine finding the moment um to to really evaluate what they're doing absolutely yeah there's definitely a lot of anxiety and um and yeah that's right what, what, what we're also talking about today and, and help these people that that are at risk yeah and mm -hmm. what, what can they do to be proactive because that is always the best way it's never good to just wait it's always good even if you feel again if you feel safe at where you are it's always good to be proactive about the job search and strategic mm -hmm. um so we're definitely going to talk about that perfect so 
the first thing we, we should uh, asking, ask ourselves if we are find ourselves without a job or if we're thinking of leaving our job or if we are at risk of, well, what if I'm going to be uh, followed in the next uh, two weeks? So we do start by understanding what do we want, right? We need to start yes. with really looking inside and understand what is it that is really important for me? What is it that I really want? Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel that many people, I know that many people almost skip that part, forget about that part because they, they just, at some point they found themselves in a certain place, in a certain job, in a certain industry, and they think, oh, I have to find the new job that is like that, right? Recruiting, exactly the, same. <laughs> the recruiting world teaches us that way as well, because often they, they look at people who have done the exact same thing um, in another company and they want to hire them. So as long as the keywords match, as long as the job titles match, that's, that's something that is uh, one, of the, one of the flaws in the process, I believe. But um, so people would start with, oh, what are my skills? What have I done? And then find exactly the same type of job um, somewhere else. And, and that is, in my opinion, not the right way. I think uh, you should absolutely start with taking a step back, taking a breath and looking at what have I really enjoyed over the past years or in my career so far? What am I really good at? In what type of environment do I thrive? Um, am I someone that likes a lot of autonomy or do I like a bit more guidance? Do I thrive in creative environments or um, more structured environments? What type of leadership do I enjoy? Um, do I want to lead myself or am I more an expert? There's nothing wrong with either of them, right? Some people are born leaders or are trained thought leaders. Others really prefer to work um, individually and not necessarily leading a team. And I wouldn't encourage those people to, to go and look to lead a team because um, it's very important that the leaders out there are good leaders. So there, there's a number of things that you have to ask yourself. What, ask yourself, what are my values? What am I good at? In what type of environment do I thrive? And this is one of the exercises that I do with my coaching clients. And I often find, even though my clients are generally sort of mid-career or executives, that they have forgotten about that. They really forgotten about what do I really enjoy and, and what, what are my values? Um, so that is, an, I have them, I have a whole list of values on the job, of the job, and I, I would have them rank those values in terms of what is important to me. And then you find things like if advancement and achievement and self-development are more important to you than job security or salary, um, you might want to target companies that are more like startups. Uh, if, if structure and um, security are more important to you, you might want to look at more established public companies. So, so all of those values um, are going to inform the companies that you should target. And that's definitely the exercise you should start with. Yes. So really start with yourself, identifying what you're good at, as you say, what is my passion? Where do I thrive? And really being very authentic with ourselves. Because I feel like, you know, sometimes you really, you, I remember at least 10 or 20 years ago, there were people that were faking their CV, right? And writing things mm -hmm. that they, they haven't done it. Yeah. And if you look at it from today's eyes, I feel like, why are you pretending? Why do I need, yes. you really need to convince, right? You need to be proud of what you are and who you are. You don't need to pretend to be anybody else. Um, and it doesn't help you. It, it wouldn't help you. Absolutely not. No, no, no. So, so yeah, absolutely. So start, start from the very basis, from the foundation, getting to know yourself, and then you can go into a job search so much more targeted 
and it will be so much more effective than if you just start to look for jobs on job boards that somehow have the same keywords as your current job, right? That, that is how most people go about it and really not the right way. Yeah, and you know, there's only another exercise we could do, just talk about why do headhunters just look at exactly the same Oh yes, we can talk about it some other time. <laughs> we can talk about it another time, exactly. It's going to be a long discussion. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I really think it's important. And I do think that um, not so many people actually take the time to identify your values. And yes. you know, we're used to see the values of, of the companies hanging somewhere on the walls. And but do we do this exercise for us? And how do we make sure that we really take the time to identify, identify the things that are important to us, that, we, that are driving our action, that are North Star, because this really gives us a better way to evaluate if an employer is the right employer, if the environment is the right environment for us. Absolutely. And it's so important and people might underestimate that and they might think, oh, that takes too much time and maybe that's fluff and maybe, but it's really the core, uh, core indicator of how successful you're gonna be later mm -hmm. in that job. And you don't, even though you might feel desperate right now and you think like, I would take anything, um, it's, you don't wanna find yourself in a year from now again in that same situation, right? Or in six months from now. So you really wanna take that time to go deeper and, and find that place where you can thrive long-term. Excellent, yes, thank you. All right, so now you have your values, you know what you want, you know what you're good at. So how do we go about searching for opportunities in this wild west of the, the internet where, where applications online is, is kind of the last joke um, and so difficult really to catch through the clutter? How, how do we go about that? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a challenge. Um, and I, I want to speak a little bit to job postings uh, because many people would go and where they would start is go and look for job postings on the job boards and then apply, right? Whether that's through LinkedIn or through uh, any other, other sites, um, which I think um, is, again, not, not to best, the best way to do it because there's a big hidden job market out there. Just to give you some numbers, that those uh, numbers are from Glassdoor. Um, for every posted job, there's 250, on average, 250 applicants. Um, and two to six of the applicants would be invited somehow into the process. So interviewed or talked to. Imagine what the odds are, right? They're not very good. <laughs> so, uh, so, and on top of that, there's a lot of jobs out there before they're even posted. So the companies that I work with now would usually work with me and start working with me before those jobs are posted. They wouldn't post them because they want a very targeted approach, so they would work with me. So there's other um, executive recruiters out there that would have the same situation. And also uh, there's hiring managers who might be ready to hire, but the job is not posted yet. So being proactive is more important than anything. And a couple of things that you can do to be proactive and to find out where those jobs are is once you've done your value strengths exercise and you know where you want to work, you could start connecting with leaders, decision makers at the companies that you would target, right? Based on, on all those values. Another thing that you could do is um, um, making a networking list of people that you have worked with in the past and that you had some type of successful collaboration partnership with people that appreciate your work and um, this could be many right it could be it could be former colleagues 
team members, former bosses, but also vendors or clients. Like there's a ton of those. If you really go and sit, at least depending on how far you are in your career, but if you go sit down and write down the names of those people, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, right? And, and we're reconnecting like this. And at this point, none of us is in need of anything. We don't need a job, but, mm-hmm. and it's always good to, um, to, to build or nurture those relationships and reconnect with people. And especially if you're in a job search, you want to map that out. Who are all those people that know about me, that know about my work, who could either maybe refer me to someone else who's looking for a job, or maybe they, they are looking for someone, right? Um, sorry, they might refer me to someone who's looking for a person in their team, right. or maybe they're looking for someone themselves. So creating this list of valuable connections is key. Uh, to know about what's going on in the companies that you want to work for before the jobs are even posted. I think those two things are, are critical. And so when it comes to you know, writing your CVs and, uh, and, and updating your LinkedIn profile, I mean, we're in 2020. I mean, it can't be the same way as writing your CV like 20 years ago. What, what, do, what do recruiters look for? What is important and what is things that you should uh, you know, leave out of your CVs, for instance? Absolutely. Yeah, I would use um, LinkedIn and, and, and a CV in a different way. So for me, a CV probably just needs to be a document that job, I was responsible to do this, this, this and that, and then a whole list of bullet points. That's not telling me anything about you and what you're capable of. That just tells me that is the job you were hired to do, but what have you done actually, right? That's what I'm interested in. So his CV needs to be short, crisp, clean, and very focused on quantifiable achievements. So you would wanna you would wanna keep it short. You would wanna put in there, starting of course with the most recent job experience, um, and then and then going back um, in time. And then for every job, just use a few bullets, ideally with numbers in them. If you managed a budget, if you led a team, how many people, what was the scope, and then quantifiable achievements like I um, increased sales with this percentage by doing this and that as specific as possible, as quantifiable as possible, because we want to understand what are your achievements. And so a CV is a relatively dry document. I would say it's not very creative. Some people would use creative storytelling um, type of things or hobbies and interests. I would say CV mostly should be just factual and telling me what have you done so that I can conclude, oh, can you do the same thing for me? Can you solve similar problems for me, right? So, and, and you would use it to, to apply and they get into this applicant tracking system. So um, it's, it should just be a factual document. Now I think with LinkedIn, you can be uh, much more creative. And, and uh, there's a lot of things that you can do on LinkedIn and differentiate yourself from others by, for example, creating content as well. But also LinkedIn is used by recruiters um, and it is uh, used by almost all recruiters uh, to source candidates. Mm. So um, you want to stand out a little bit. All, you want to, on the other hand, make sure that the right keywords are in there. So some people are a little too creative maybe in their title when they use something like, oh, I'm a, a coding ninja or I am a guru in this. Those type of words don't necessarily help you because recruiters will never look for, oh, let's find a guru, right? <laughs> And it's very much keyword based. So you better 
you better use your headline and your current title to reflect exactly what you do and what you want to do, right? By, by keywords that people are actually looking for. But then you can use it more creatively because I do, as a recruiter, a headhunter, I would look at profiles. And if someone has there's the, this great opportunity to write a, a story, a bio about yourself, right? On, at the top of your profile. If people have an interesting story and, and uh, it's a way of, to brand yourself, I, I will look at that as, as something positive. So, so, and, and that is an easy way as well for, to connect with someone if, because then you know them already a little bit. You feel that you know them. So LinkedIn can, use, can be used a little bit more creatively um, and you can definitely tell your story and sort of it helps you also to work on your elevator pitch, right? Um, but also make sure that you put the right keywords in there because in the end, it's also a tool that recruiters use to search for so if you want to be a vp of marketing somewhere just make sure that you put vp marketing just like that in there right mm -hmm. uh if of course if that's <laughs> if that's what you do um but uh or yeah so so it's it's a combination of yes you can be creative you can be a storyteller but make sure the keywords are in there too um i would say cv on the other hand purely factual as much as possible quantifiable achievements so, and let's say that you are going to apply online. So you see a LinkedIn ad uh, or just, yeah, not in that even, but in the job search, you find a job that you want to apply. Um, is there something that people should do? Like I remember, for example, uh, back in the day when I was looking for jobs, you know, sometimes these days you can find the recruiter at the bottom. So maybe you find the, you know, that person and try to ring them up or try to send them an email. Uh -huh. Is that Absolutely. work? Does it work? Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't always work. It's it's the same as with um, with anything. It's a sales outreach, or so it wouldn't always work, but it does increase your chances, right? So, as I mentioned before, if you're gonna apply, perfect. But you know that out of those 250, only maximum six will will be contacted, and many of those might not even be reviewed because they they start reviewing the first profiles and if they've already found their handful of candidates that they want to move through the process they might not even look at the the last hundred plus applications um so it might just end up there without anyone looking at it so absolutely if you send a note to the poster that is often visible on linkedin like hey i've applied just wanted to draw your attention nothing for you to do just want to make sure you got this um you know, that, that definitely increases your chances. If people do that with me, I, I, I'm checking their profile. And if I then see it's, it's actually a relevant profile, yes, I, I, I might invite them into the process, even if otherwise I might not have seen them. So yes, it could help. I would say even if, if the poster is not visible on LinkedIn, um, do some research. You can often find out who the hiring manager is, right? If, if you look at... Uh, there's a lot of search functionality on LinkedIn. Um, so if you look at the company and type some keywords and you find people, uh, you, you might be able to find out who the hiring manager is or who at least could be involved in the process and send them personalized notes as well. And, and you know, you don't want to come in with an ask. I think you want to keep it very light, but just sort of making them aware of, I have applied, I admire your company. And maybe pinpoint to something that they've done in the past. Like, I, I really admire what you have done in your marketing efforts uh, in this campaign, like uh, a couple of months ago, and why you like that. So make it a very personal 
note as well and and convey almost use it as a cover letter but very short mm -hmm. convey your interest use it as an opportunity to convey your interest um in a personalized manner manner and then um you know the worst thing that can happen to you is that they don't respond but i've seen success with it and people are often like a little bit afraid or shy to say oh this person is really senior I would say go for it. The more senior, the better, because we we know that those would be the would be the decision makers, decision makers. most likely, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't really ask anything from them, it's okay. I mean, again, worst case is that they don't see it or that they don't respond, but they wouldn't feel bothered by someone expressing their interest. Um, it, no, it, I would say go for it. Yeah, don't be shy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the other thing I was talking to to one of my clients that that has been um, put in follow and. And you know his mindset is really uh, in a bad place because he's really feeling like desperate. He doesn't have a job, so how is going to go about it? So what I'm trying to work is really also a lot on his mindset about you know you shouldn't be desperate. This is an opportunity. Look at it as an opportunity, and and try to create value also while you are in this time. Because I what I told him is that nothing prevents them to hire you back. But how do you make sure that you don't come across as desperate and instead you are self-confident on what you can deliver and therefore, you know, be top of mind of them. Still make sure that you are relevant what you're doing today. You know, send them stuff even if they're not paying you. Just be really yes. top of their mind and, and, and be active. Absolutely. I think that's the best you can do. And we have a great opportunity in this time of creating content that can be visible by anyone i mean people didn't have this uh some time ago right, right. you were really dependent on someone opening up your cv or like a paper cv <laughs> <laughs> some more time back. but but you you didn't have this platform and this podium that you can use to, to have people to, to be exposed to all these leaders that might be deciding on whether to hire you or not and you anyone can can showcase their talents um to a wide audience so definitely use that um and and the more i know and it, i know it's tough because i know a lot of people who have been uh, laid off as well and and it's easy to say oh don't stress because people need paychecks and 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 get nervous right i i, I get that and i empathize but i i agree with you optimism and continuing to create and continuing to show up is gonna pay off it might not be that dream job tomorrow but it's gonna come if you i i think there's a lot of power in continuing to show up uh, and if you go about it the way that we've discussed as in reconnecting with your network people that know your work that appreciate you and finding new contacts contacts to connect with um and creating content and adding value and showing your value all of that um you you're gonna you're gonna land that job and it's gonna be probably the right one versus if it were easy and if you would just hit easy apply on linkedin to a random job right yes yes no absolutely and i think um so it's really about being intentional and looking for a job is really a full-time job so i think it's really important that people are planning either if you already have a job and you're not you know you're not losing a job you still need to make sure that you are proactive as you said very rightly before so carve out a few few you know minutes or, or an hour every week to really connect with your people to really reconnect Absolutely. it's so important but we, we sometimes really just wait the last minute until it's too late um and so we should really should be much more proactive and making sure that we are um, absolutely 
networking. And it's so much more powerful to reach out to people of your in your in your network um, before you need something desperately, right? That's why I would I would recommend anyone who's currently in a job to to do that. I think it's a great practice to I don't know you want to set yourself a goal maybe of maybe people per week if you're in a job uh, that from your old network and maybe you have a chat or you um, um, or you say hey. Hobol as well wanted to check in with you uh, before you need anything and then it's so much easier and you don't have to do that with the same person every month but uh some some sometimes it works by just doing it so consistently with a lot of people that at some point someone can do something for you and can help you right so so the practice of reaching out and reconnecting and making true meaningful connections um and and being intentional about that is very valuable and you know you might not hear from nine out of ten so if but there's no risk in that you just check in with someone if they don't want to respond now that's fine They're, they might be busy but, but if you do it consistently with many people um it's, it's definitely gonna pay off excellent great so this was really, really interesting and insightful, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, there's going to be you know people can really extract a lot of um, inputs and things to think about um, for their um, activities, hopefully for the weeks to come. So, where can they find you if they want to find out more about you? So um, LinkedIn is my big uh, my big platform. So you- the only one I use, I'm a big fan. Um, in terms of social media. <laughs> so I linked, I will link then your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. That's, that's probably the easiest. There's my company. I have a company page as well, Innovo uh, Coaching and Placement. So they can follow that. And then I do have a website, which is um, InnovoCoaching.com. So, um, so those, those places definitely would be happy for people to follow, to reach out. Um, always happy to, to chat if someone uh, has questions. Excellent. Great. Thank you again, Eva. It was really, really great speaking to you. So there you have it. I hope you can really extract a lot of wisdom and a lot of interesting insights for your own situation. And all the links to Eva will be uh, available for you in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in. And until next week, have a wonderful week, everyone. Hey, do you want to succeed at work while living your best life? Great. Then come over to my website, chiaracovone.com, as in C-H-I-A-R-A-C-O-V-O-N-E, and grab a free copy of my morning routine resource. It will get you ready for your best self every day in 20 minutes only. Thank you for tuning in, and I will be talking to you next week. Thank you.